Thank you for tuning in on Comic with Comic. I'm Brian Comp, and we're here with Comic and Van Epps. Van Epps, how the hell are you? Great. <laughs> good. Thank yeah. Thank you so much for coming on and let people know where you're doing comedy during the quarantine. I know I follow you. You are Annie in the City 2020 on Instagram, but also on Twitter. You, which is a little bit less active, you are Ann Van Epps four. But also on YouTube, you're easily found. Your your channel just just going on YouTube and Ann Van Epps. We see all your comedy videos here. Yes. Good. Yeah. So you're doing all the fucking shows. You're doing. You're just producing big time shows in New York City. What, what can you tell me about it? Um. So yeah, I'm hosting and co-producing a show at the Tiny Cupboard every Tuesday at the Tiny Cupboard. I just said that. I'm silly. Um. And then I just decided because I noticed there were a lot of open mics happening in Central Park, but I was like, there aren't any in Prospect Park. And so in August, like August 1st, I started um, an open mic in Prospect Park. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. And you're booking some huge, huge fucking names at the Tiny Cupboard show. Yeah. Um, I just had Matthew Broussard on the show and he's actually going to do a guest spot on my um, open mic on the 28th so that'll be cool oh good um yeah and actually okay so i'm reading this book called darkly and it's about um like the gothic and sort of the african-american viewpoint i guess but the girl that wrote it um hey used to hang out in the sunset park um cemetery a lot so i was thinking about doing uh, producing a comedy show that's like a pop-up for Halloween in the cemetery. I don't know if that's that's awesome. Not, I mean, I <laughs> even if it's allowed, right? Yeah, I mean, I was thinking if we don't have a mic, we could like, I don't know, say, I don't know, if we get caught, I don't know how it works. I don't know if people go there a lot. <laughs> Um, she was saying it's really gothic there and there's like all these cool mausoleums and I was like, Ooh, that sounds perfect. I don't know. But she would do a reading or something like it wouldn't have to necessarily be comedy, right? Well, yeah, I mean, it would be because that's what I'm into. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it's appropriate for her art, but is it necessarily appropriate for yours? Well, I was it just thinking... Yeah, because, um, you know, they're doing the 25% now in bars and restaurants, but like I'm still getting I've been trying to find a alternative location because it's, it's getting cold out. And I'm worried about what we're going to do in the wintertime. And yeah. but I was so I was just trying to think of alternative venues. and I've been getting a lot of no's from places. Okay. But I mean, I know that a cemetery isn't warmer but i was just like that would be really cool to do a show in the cemetery so dude uh, yeah i think there was that house of cards scene where the pre you know um what's her name you know the woman the, the female lead in there was caught jogging through a cemetery and a mourner thought that was inappropriate and and, and said something so i think if there's any mourners there though they they could be a little bit uh taken aback by the comedy near the grave of their loved ones 
that's true. But I was like, maybe there's, I mean, she was talking about people from like the 1800s and stuff. So maybe if it's oh, really okay. far back <laughs> and maybe like on Halloween or something. Yeah. You, know, you guys will be by the, by the old graves because nobody would be mourning them still. That's fucking, that's fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. So what about you? Anna? I know you have a pretty busy day job and also I think you're shooting films and shit like that. So, you know, how has that informed your, you know, that hustle you've been keeping up all these things at once are you even busier now that there's a pandemic? Um, yeah, so me and my partner um, started a company um, during the pandemic. And we basically like, it's it's so, when you hear about it, you're like, oh God. But we basically like do all the things nobody ever wants to do and just wants to schlep it off okay. to a, another person. Um, but we basically like pack up your crap in an organized way and we'll move it to a new space we like assemble furniture wow. we we actually there was um the mom back in march we packed up her son's dorm because he like left town for um spring break and then the school was like oh you guys have five days to pack up your shit and he was like come on spring break what do i do and so <laughs> We actually helped a lot of students pack up their stuff. But um, recently she mess she messaged me because she's like, hey, um, my son and his roommate are moving into a place. Would you guys be interested in assembling or putting together his apartment? So we like got all of his stuff and basically assembled his whole apartment. Holy shit. So it's kind of weird. Like um, <laughs> we've been in all these apartments all over the city and in Brooklyn where we're either there after nobody's been there for like five or six months. And it's like, it's kind of apocalyptic because it's like these people got up to go to school and then never returned. <laughs> so like, it, it's like there are, I mean, they're not dead, but it feels like they're dead and we're just like, <laughs> being how i don't know it's really it's kind of creepy um and now um i built built up the business so now we're like doing a start from scratch where we go into these empty now empty apartments and then we build it up to make it livable for the people to come back so it's it's been pretty interesting um, That's fucking, so how'd you build it up just through word, word of mouth yeah pretty much like uh, we did this for one person and she knew two people. And so we had two more jobs. And then those people, I just like, I really like um, connecting with people and talking to them. And from that, I found out they, they knew more people. And so we've just like built the <laughs> business talking to more and more people. And now I'm like, um, because we know of so many places I've been talking to people who want to come back to the city and they want their, their son or daughter to get an apartment, but they need like somebody on the inside, so to speak. And so, yeah. um, I'll, I'm, I'll be like, Oh, actually I know the perfect place because we just like moved somebody out of that apartment. <laughs> um, so I'm like, I kind of like this. This is weird. I, I did, I took this realty job when I was in college. I went to an art, I went to Savannah College of Art and Design in Savannah. 
which I love art. I'm a creative person, but I, while I was going to school, I needed money. And so I worked for this woman who um, basically took over her uh, family business in realty. And I, so I worked right under her for three years and I just kind of did it because I needed a job. But now after doing it now, I'm like, I kind of like this. I can't, I, you know, I love comedy, but I need something that's lucrative. So I'm like, maybe I should do get my real estate license and do that while I'm doing all this stuff for comedy. Wow. So, so you're, you're kind of in the process of taking that test or whatever. Yeah. I, um, the, uh, we got written about in, um, this, online uh, what is it called it's not called an online newspaper but what is it online publication or i um that a lot of people on the upper west or sorry upper east side read and from that article that i actually wrote it's so funny <laughs> to, i'm gonna interview you but she just took everything i said and uh. that's the whole thing <laughs> um if i knew that yeah. i would have said more cool things yeah yeah. Um, but yeah, she did that. And then I had a realty agent or she's a broker, which is higher up than an agent. I found out, but she reached out to me and was like, yeah, I'll mentor you and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, wow, this is awesome. So it's just been really interesting. And then I kind of took my, this, the skills I'm learning about, about like networking and, um, building something up. I took those skills from this business to, I took that, the, like the stuff that I've learned and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm good at, I'm taking that over to comedy. I'm like, let's do it for something I really, really care about. So that's kind of why I started the mic. And then the show I'd been talking to the, um, Matt and Amy, the two people that run tiny cupboard oh, sure. about a show. And they were, they were like, we'd really like to have you do a show. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and I had, I had never hosted before, but I'd been wanting to host. And um, I actually talked to an agent um, who really liked my style, um, Roger Paul. And he said that he, he was like, do you host? And I was like, I will, I haven't yet. And he's like, you should, uh, host to get used to it and then reach out to me when you're better. This was before the pandemic, but you know, I just started hosting my mic and I'm like, I kind of like this. And then, um, I got the show and I, before I got the tiny cupboard show, I was doing, um, hosting an Instagram live show. But, um, before I built up my social media, I really hate I used to work in social media and I've always hated it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Instagram live or Instagram in general is more fun. And I like, I went from 500, I had 500 followers before when I was doing the Instagram live show. And now a month later I have over 1700 followers. Wow. Um, yeah. And I'm like, maybe I should try doing the Instagram live show with now that I have more followers, but I honestly, I don't like Instagram live that much. I rather do. I rather do live stuff. Yeah, but it's just so funny, like over time you've worked in these, I don't know, you said you worked in social media, but you hated Instagram or whatever, and then you fucking worked in real estate, but you were just doing it for money, but now these are the things kind of sustaining you through the pandemic, and 
and making Anvan Epps the person to know because now you're fucking moving people all over the fucking city and get your real estate license and you have the the, the show at the fucking premiere venue now that Tiny Cupboard is premiere. Yeah, that's true. And the other thing, other thing I learned is that comics that are like higher up, I guess I don't know what I guess because of how things are now, there a lot of them are really nice. Like I'm always like I'm like oh god. I don't know if I can reach out to this person. And then I, I'll, I just make myself do it. Um, and then they turn out to be really nice people. And then they want to, they're like, I don't know. Like, I I mean, I just mentioned Matthew Broussard, but he was just so nice. I'm like, what? I'm yeah. confused. So um, now you have to see whether or not it's just him being nice or whether or not everybody at that level is super fucking kind. Well, they're, they're not all nice, but a lot, <laughs> a lot of them are, I mean, in this situation, I don't yeah. know. Um, yeah, especially if you got a good venue, because I think I, Jake Velasquez was on and he was talking about, you know, him and Shafi Hossein have a show, I thought one of which was at the Tiny Cupboard. But, um, you know, his, he was saying if certain of these clubs were open, some of the names might be harder to get, you know, because he'd be competing with the comedy seller or whatever to get Matthew Broussard that night. Yeah, that's true. But well, that's okay. I mean, I mean you're, already put, you're already putting everybody on, meaning like if you were only putting on the big names, it might not be sustainable, but you're kind of filling the bill with, you know, comedians of all levels, you know, and, you know, former, I see some former guests of mine. And so in doing so, it's like, you know, after the pandemic, it's like, thanks for putting me on during the pandemic at that great venue. Now, do you want to get on my show, Ann Van Epps? Yeah, that's true. Definitely. Um, well, the other thing is like, I, like there's people that I just, think are really really funny and like i don't remember them in the before times that's what i've been calling it <laughs> or like when people mentioned before the pandemic i'm like what i don't even remember that i'm like the before I, times like, uh, what that's great i love that it's like uh, what are you talking about the before times is that what you're referring to yeah. or like i i've gotten some really weird messages um since i started this stuff like um I had somebody reach out to me and they were like, hi, Anne, we were on a show in January or February together. Put me on your show. And I'm like, I don't know who you are. Can you like be more specific? Like January or February? What? I'm like, can you tell me what your comedy is like? Or like you send me a clip or something. So you didn't even recognize, you didn't recognize them by name or by sight even? No, and I I actually went to their Instagram page and I'm like, uh, I this person could be making it up, right? Yeah, he could. Yeah, he could be. I mean, it's a male. Um, so, but that's the other thing. I mean, I mean, I like, I should, I don't know. I like, like all comics, um, uh, but I try to, I be open like i don't really care about like gender or um sex but i more care about if you're funny and i think i don't know i like that about myself <laughs> i don't know yeah I'm yeah something to take pride in it's something to take pride in and, and like how are, are you getting on i mean i guess you have a host spot on all of these shows i think but you know what's your comedy like and you know how has it changed over time with the pandemic um you know what kind of stuff were you talking about before and is that stuff still evergreen you know was it observational and it all has to go in the trash not that there's a pandemic or were you just talking about things in your life and you're still able to talk about those same things 
Um, so my comedy is like super awkward. Uh, uh, I don't know. I say they gross stuff a lot, but it's like from personal experience. I mean, all of it is personal, personal okay. experience. Did you say gross, G-R-O-S-S? Yeah. <laughs> but it's all coming out of my body, though, so it's all gross. Yeah, well, I'll I'll give people a warning. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I w Well, I'm working on this new joke. I mean, should I say what the joke is? Oh, or no, don't, don't, to... don't burn your material, but just lay it generally. What are the things that are interesting you enough to kind of, you know, grind away to make sure that bit becomes polished? You know, what are some promising I'm, subjects or, or, or things in the past? You know, you don't need to burn kind of new stuff, but just, you know, what are the, you know, when the crowd sees Van and Van Epps, you know, say this thing, that's when they laugh the most because, you know, your persona is more awkward or whatever. Okay, so two things. One, I did a mic last night where I was practicing this new joke where, the preface is, do you guys want to hear something gross? Usually everyone says yes. But when I was toward the end of the joke, because it's more like a story or there's like multiple pieces. It's not just like a joke with one punchline. It's like there's laughing times, multiple times within it. Okay. But that at the end of it, I, I went, I feel like I pushed the limit. I like pushing the limit. Um, <laughs> This girl who was on, like, just blatantly was on her phone the whole time. I'm like, if you're going to be on your phone, at least be, like, I'll try to be secretive about it. But she was, like, on her, on her phone the whole time. And then she was like, ew. And I was like, I told you it was gross. I don't know what you were expecting. <laughs> she was like, I was looking at my phone during that part. <laughs> yeah. And is this I mean, another another com a comedian? Is this like a fellow comedian who might be looking at her phone for material or what? Yeah, but she was scrolling. I mean, she was looking at her phone the whole entire time. I don't <laughs> know why she was even there. I'm like, why even come if you're... Because yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm old-fashioned, but I feel like if you're going to go to a or do, go to a mic or a show or whatever, like be present unless you expect everyone to be on their phone when you're on stage, you know, like there should be a little bit of, um, I, what's the word? Uh, Re reci reciprocity. Yeah, sure. Consider That's, consideration, yeah. empathy. Consideration, um, but I guess, you know, yeah. Yeah, if, 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 if it's your mic, of course, it's cool that you say something, but like, are you always that confrontational? Like if it were just a, you know, you hosting, a, you know, you jumping on somebody else's bill, would you ever kind of go into the audience like that and kind of, uh, you know, be like, what the fuck are you on your phone for? Or did you feel more oh, comfortable doing so I, because that's something so, you're running? Yeah. Well, at my mic, like, um, I'll say it in a funny way, but like, I remember there was a guy in the back and he was on the, on his phone the whole time. So before I called him up, I was like, Hey, it's blah, blah, blah. He's been on his phone this whole time, so let's hope he's not going to be on his phone while he's on stage. That was ah, my... And you're like, everybody in the audience, please feel free to get on your phone and scroll endlessly. Yeah. Wow. I well, mean, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a culprit, too, sometimes. Like, I'll be deleting pictures on my phone so I can take pictures of people when they're on stage. Like, if I do All right. my, with my mic or, like, it's hard because you use your phone for so many things, you know? Yeah. Um, 
But what's the other? Oh, and then you asked me something earlier. I said the thing about the girl on her phone, but I, there was another thought. I forgot. Yeah, yeah just kind of, you know, the stuff you were talking about before and what was uh, what was really working because it came out of an awkward persona's mouth. Like, meaning, what's an Ann Van Epps thing that nobody else could talk about because they don't have the same persona? Like, just kind of awkward, gross things that are happening in your life? Because, um, for example, I ha I'm looking at your YouTube thing and I see uh, Sugar Baby Audition Tape Take 35. That is hilarious. 27, <laughs> 20, 27 seconds long. That's hilarious. That's Ann Van Epps in a nutshell. Yeah, well, so in April, you know, everybody was quarantined. I wasn't following the rules because we got a bunch of apartments that we packed up and moved for people. And I'm like, thank God this isn't keeping me sane. But like the only people, it was fine because no one was around. But um, the people keeping me sane were my sister and my boyfriend. And those were the only two people I was around all the time. And so mm -hmm. my, my boyfriend now it's complicated. Um, none of your business. Stop talking Ann, about it. Um, we were <laughs> we were shooting sketches in Prospect Park because I'm like I I'm like totally fascinated by the sugar baby lifestyle. I can't even believe that that's something that exists. <laughs> so we like we were like let's just keep making sugar baby videos where what I'm saying is really gross at the end so it's like i can't i'm like i can't remember what it is they'll just have to watch it but yeah the, the the most hilarious thing about doing those is i posted them on instagram and i actually got men looking for sugar babies contact me <laughs> and i'm like i guess they're not listening at all because i'm yeah. like if if a sugar baby tells you that penises are gross are you gonna want to be with that person <laughs> these are the questions that ann van epps will totally contemplate while she's on stage and that's why we follow her at instagram she's annie in the city 2020 and the less used ann van epps four that's on uh twitter and so ann van epps thank you so much for coming on today oh you're welcome this has been really fun